0: Hello, welcome to That film, Stew. I'm Luke. And I'm Jason. In this episode, we've got another movie review, and this time we're looking at Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga.
1: Directed by David Dobkin and written by Andrew Steele and Will Ferrell, Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga, is the musical comedy film which celebrates the annual international song competition through a fictional story about two Icelandic singers eurovision song contest the story of fire saga is out now on netflix so if you haven't watched the film yet but you want to go watch it first before listening to our full review we will be talking spoilers oh we're gonna do the full title every time one more time just one more time just commit commit to eurovision it. <laughs> song contest the story of
0: fire saga was initially scheduled for a May 2020 release to coincide with the Eurovision Song Contest 2020. However, after 2020's Eurovision was cancelled due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the film was released a month later. I really committed to the
1: 2020 there. There was no going back. Jason, you have the plot. Someone's got to commit to 2020 with... (laughs) Oh geez, it's a write-off, isn't it? Um, the plot, yes. Two small town Icelandic singers, Lars Eriksson. song Song. See what they did there? Played by Will Ferrell and Sigrid, um, Eric's daughter, played by. Rachel McAdams are given the chance to chase their pop star dreams and represent their country at the Eurovision Song Contest, the global music competition where scheming rivals, high stakes, and on-stage mishaps test their bond. As Fire Saga, Lars and Sigrid face competition against a flamboyant Russian singer played by Dan Stevens and must contend with Lars's disapproving widowed father played by Pierce Brosnan. So, a back about Eurovision. Here we are. We've come to this. I mean, I don't know where to start.
0: Eurovision is something, of course, I've heard of growing up in the UK. Recently, Australia has joined, not quite a part of Europe, but I guess. I still don't know why, but sure. I think it's because <laughs> it's watched by enough people. But anyway, on one <laughs> yes. hand, we've got Eurovision. On the other hand, we've got Will Ferrell. I know. You're not necessarily a fan of either. I am shocked that we're here today. Hey, Me, I'm, you mean, I'm not a fan movie. of Eurovision? You don't know. Okay, Jason, are you a fan of
1: Eurovision? Look, not really. However... However, you know, however, <laughs> I've, you know I've, I've checked out a few bits and pieces it. When it's on, like when it's on, I'll, I'll kind of watch it for a Start little bit. Start to and finish. I've watch. not watched never. it. The most no, I, of Eurovision I've
0: seen... Is this movie? But let's shelve Eurovision then. <laughs> will Ferrell, I know you can only just sit through Elf. You are not a fan <laughs> of his at all. So the hes idea... not.
1: I haven't got him to the point of I. I will write off a movie if he's in it. I'll give I'll give anything a chance. Like he, he's not that bad for him, But I'm not the hugest fan of him. Like I just I know this like about him. He does doesn't work. And this the. You know, when looking at the trailers for this movie, the uh, you know the posters, that promotional clip they had of the two of them, you know, Pharaoh and McAdams, like with their you know as Guardian type looking bloody uh, song they did. I was like, okay, this movie is going to be like um, Blades of Glory or, or something like you know, like that kind of just stupid, just stupid comedy that I'm just going to be like, eh. So initially, I wasn't interested at all. I was like, "Let's skip it." I, we actually were at a point where you said to me, "Jase, do you want to? Should we review it?" There's not that much out, and I was like, "Mate, I'm just not interested." But then when I heard that like, you'd watched Eurovision, the wife, the day of, the day of it coming out, the wife was like, "Hey, do you want to watch Eurovision?" I was like, "Do you?" <laughs> she was like, "Kind of." So we watched it. We watched it. I do what? It's not it's not a stupid comedy. It's not just you know goofball antics and dumb stuff happening. I mean there's a bit of a bit silliness of to it. There's a bit of, you know, like a bit of slapstick, physical humor and stuff like that, of course. Yeah. But this I thought this would be making fun of Eurovision. I thought this was gonna be like a satire of Eurovision. Um, you know, just poking fun and you know maybe maybe pushing the boundaries of being a little bit nasty just for the sake of our um, you know our giggles and stuff like that, but you know what it really is a celebration of of Eurovision and I guess like the the love for it and the contestants as well, and a lot of the Eurovision stars that are well known I guess are featured in this i mean i don 't get me to name any of them, but i I recognize them and yeah, I recognize like, oh. them as well. It was a
0: great scene. Yeah. In the mansion, and they all get a little bit of the like a duet or not a duet, but they all got to sing a bit of the song. Yeah, you're right. For me, my my big surprise is because I didn't really know too much outside of the trailer. You're right, Will Ferrell is not making fun of Eurovision. Like this, if anything, is a love letter to Eurovision. Now, I do know that Ferrell's wife is Swedish, so he's been aware of Eurovision since the late 90s.
1: Oh, I see. He's I did been, not know that.
0: Sorry. Yes, he's been <laughs> yeah. aware of it, and you can imagine someone like Will Ferrell being exposed to something like this for the first time, and he's like, "What is happening?" I'd imagine it'd be like his thought process coming to life, <laughs> you know, seeing all these wacky things on stage. Yeah. So this, yeah, it's coming from a good place for him, and you're right. This film, it has, it has a lot of heart. It does you do still get Will Ferrell being Will Ferrell at times. So it's being a bit silly, like the bit where he's he's having a strop towards the end and he's kicking over the bins. But then it's a bit silly, but then it gets really funny again because there's a guy in the portaloo and he pushes him over and he yells. That's funny. (laughs) So you do get the silly Will Ferrell moments, but a lot of the time, like, you know, he's playing this guy that really just wants to succeed. You know, he's got this lifelong dream. And, you know, with that, when you've got Fell's character and McAdams, when they're younger, the year that ABU won and they're like, wow, this is amazing. And then we jump to present day. If we're following the years correctly, she'd be in her
1: 50s. But she <laughs> looks fantastic. fantastic she looks fantastic is that is that right that is maybe, right but we don't maybe know. iceland time is different like maybe time was different. but
0: are we looking at this film for logic because they at one point there's murdering elves <laughs> like you know yeah. elves <laughs> exist
1: in this I world. It. But it's so it's such a subtle moment it doesn't change I mean It's there though. It is subtle, I mean, it, but it's there. It is the plot device that does away with the villain of the story. But other than that, um, you know, it doesn't affect the story in any way. <laughs> Let's go to the uh, opening
0: of this movie. For me, the best song Volcano Man. What a great song! It is that's so good. It's is is it? It for, for me. I think. And you know, you mentioned the opening. This being a musical, I don't see it as a musical at all. Like on the podcast, famously, I dislike musicals to the point where. Yeah. I Although you it.
1: loved Aladdin, didn't you? You did a lot. No, you did love,
0: but him. this film. A <laughs> lie. Anyway, 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 magical were the words you used. Magical. <laughs> I don't remember that. This movie is not a musical. It's it's a comedy with singing, and the singing makes yeah, sense. Okay. No, that's because. There's, there's moments in this film where it's, there's, a, song it's a singing contest. competition. Whereas, I'm not a fan of musicals, whereas if you're going to say something, say it, don't sing it. So this for me is not a musical, but we've got some great songs in here, some really entertaining songs and set pieces. And I've got to be honest, like I was really impressed by Dan Stevens in this as Alexander Lemtoff. He's the mm. Russian singer. And I thought he was... Fantastic. I was disappointed to find, after the fact, he didn't do his own singing. But, but he, he didn't. Still, he didn't, and neither did Rachel McAdams. The only one that's doing their own singing is Will Ferrell. Are you sure Dan Stevens didn't do his 100%, own singing? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Because he not was him. singing in. He was singing in Beauty and the Beast. Uh huh. This is a different movie. He's not singing yeah, but... in this movie. Now they've gone to a Russian. But article. he sounded the same. He's gone to a Russian, or they've gone to a Russian artist for this movie, right, which okay. I do like because they've got the sound. But his performance in this still is fantastic. And you know, we've had movies about Freddie Mercury. Fooled.
1: I've been fooled.
0: I was as well. <laughs> we've had movies about Freddie Mercury, Elton John. If they ever get round to George Michael, Dan Stevens, he's your man. He is so good in this, and he's just giving off. George Michael vibes, the stubble, the clothes, the hair, It could do it. Dan Stevens is fantastic in this movie. Sorry, I didn't mean to burst your bubble there, but no, he he didn't do no,
1: really, his own singing because he's singing in as Beast in Beauty and the Beast. You know, he he's got a very deep uh, sort of tone to it, like sound to his voice. The I guess the the Russian guy doing the the voice, the singing dubbing is kind of it sounds like Dan Stevens singing, but like in a Russian accent. So at the
0: same time though, that's that's going to be, that's going to be a credit to Stevens. that he's really selling you because, you know, even if he was singing, like he's, he's not going to be singing it live. So they're going to be, you know, syncing him up of or whatever. So either way, he's giving a really good performance here. Okay. I'll let you, I'll let you talk about Rachel McAdams and to give this guy
1: credit, then I'll, I'll look him up. She's um, amazing in this. And like, the other night on TV, uh, you know that movie Red Eye was on with uh, Rachel McAdams uh, Cillian Celia Murphy or whatever, I was like she has changed so much uh, since then just the, the the way she sort of is as an actress and also just the, the way she I mean in this movie the way she looks is completely different. I was I was starting to believe she was actually from Iceland like just the way she looked, her hair, her accent, even the I guess the fake scene that she had like I was I was buying it I was like can Rachel make Adam sing because I guess just like with Dan Stevens it was it was uh I was believing it Stevens was supposed to do his own
0: singing but due to the pandemic they went to Swedish singer Eric Majons that's who we're actually hearing singing in the movie
1: right Um, And just to correct you, just uh, briefly there, Molly Sandon, who's a 2006 junior contestant, her voice was actually harmonised with Rachel McAdams uh, to create Sigrid's singing voice. So I guess Rachel McAdams is still doing, you know, she's still contributing to the voice. Okay, well, that's cool. And thanks for calling me out (laughs) on the podcast. Always, always. You gave me enough time. (laughs) I love the dynamic between... um, you know Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams as well. Like their relationship, like initially, in you know when, they, when they're when they kids, I was like, ah, oh, they're brother and sister. That must be their whole thing. And then it's it's actually a running joke that it's like, are they related or not? And you know, with Lars constantly saying, you yeah, maybe, well, it goes, goes, probably, probably, yeah. It's like definitely not, definitely not. Like it seems like they're supposed to be together, but then it's like their singing comes first and they got to be professional because they don't want to jeopardise that. But Sigrid's like fully into it. You know, she just wants to keep trying to have that epic kissing moment and they just don't do it. I loved it. And, you know, I mean, you know they're going to end up together, but they've got their foils along the way. So you've got all those characters coming in. You've also got Melisanthi Mahut, who plays Mita. She's the Grease singer. Um, not so much like a... I guess an antagonist but she's sort of working with with Dan Stevens to sort of just to be another sort of foil for our two Icelandic lovebirds which is all fun. Demi Lovato is also in this movie um, playing Katiana Lynn's daughter so she's like the Iceland sort of singer that you know the, the council like the Icelandic eurovision council or whatever want to put forward and then there's the whole thing where everyone's killed and from there i was like do you reckon do you reckon that guy killed all those people ah really i didn't know and that yes at
0: all. and yes no doesn't uh, he admit it later well later he does but i wasn't thinking it throughout the
1: movie though i didn't think that he'd he'd done he that. was the only guy who was like I kind of don't want Iceland to win because then we have to host it next year and our, the country will become poor. I got that, but I didn't think... Anyway, Levato. <laughs> Why you, did you think they all died? The cheeky, elves did it.
0: Cheeky, <laughs> yes, the elves. She keeps coming back, though. burnt and missing bits. Yeah. <laughs> I and love in how... The end, should, when she finally gets a message to him, he knows it already.
1: A good he's game. like, I know. Get out of my way. You're wasting time. <laughs> It's great, but that's um. There's Mark, Mikhail Persbrandt playing Victor, uh, the governor of the Central Bank of Iceland. So he's our he's our snivelling villain who wants to wants Iceland to lose. I mean, we could talk about him,
0: but we could talk about Pierce Brosnan. Who Let's talk about him instead. <laughs> Eric Ericsson or Ericsson, who plays Ferrell's character's
1: dad. Yeah. Who is I guess you know ashamed that his son has chosen a life of trying to be a singer, trying to be a pop singer, trying to enter Eurovision. Let's talk about his. Let's talk about his (laughs) accent, right? Because I know he's going for
0: Icelandic. What I heard, it sounded as though it was from Ponty Pandy, you know, Fireman Sam. It sounded Welsh. Brosnan isn't Welsh. He isn't Icelandic. He's Irish. But for me, I was getting Welsh from him. What is the Icelandic accent? Will Ferrell nails it. I don't know. (laughs) Is he Will Ferrell? Well, everybody else in the movie, like in that bar scene, like they are said to be locals,
1: right? Also,
0: what they're doing, and and that's what you want to do. Sometimes it can go the other way. If you've got someone being authentic and someone doing an accent. But at other times, like, I think in this movie, it works. So they yeah. on there, but honestly,
1: I think the I with, think the accents with Brosnan, it's a shocker. I don't know. I think it all worked. even Brosnan. I think it all have worked for me because I think even when the like accent sounded kind of funny or goofy, it it just it just made things funnier. Um, and not to say you know like these accents, these European accents are humorous in a way, but you know it just. Like they were they were goofy, cute little accents and I just I enjoyed it. But then the and gag feel... is he
0: hooks up with Sigrid's mum in the end, which is weird. It's just I mean, yes, it's a weird scenario. So you Mars got calls it out, it's like it's strange. Like <laughs> very strange.
1: And he does call it out, but it really is. Yeah. It's odd. But it happens. It's like it's now a you mentioned, you know, like the locals at the pub and stuff like that, and um, I gotta say, I don't know why this happened, but there was a point in this movie where I actually stopped breathing because I was laughing that much. Something just happened to me, and I actually just shut down, and we had to pause the movie because I, I think I was about to die. The the um the yah yah ding dong guy <laughs> <just> screaming <laughs> ding dong yeah every he just kept doing it yeah and. i just got a stronger laugh out of me and i I don't know i can't remember the last time a movie made did that to me i just holy crap and this is a netflix original it's mental (laughs) netflix made me laugh it's crazy and when he runs outside and he says it again and he's just like he's just screaming like he's about to explode i just yeah yeah they really like the song It's a, it's a good song. That's why I was like, when you were like, oh, the, the what was the song? The dragon thing or whatever. Volcano. Man. Volcano. It <laughs> wasn't even close. So that was right. like, yeah, yeah, ding dong. Best song. Best song. No. <laughs> funny. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> Graham Norton
0: plays himself. Yeah, he's in this. When I think of Eurovision, I think Graham Norton, because whoever is representing your country or whoever is, you know, when you get it streamed to your country, Graham Norton, I've always, associated the two, him and Eurovision. So, it was so he's, the, he, he's the English host, I guess. Yeah, so we, we get and in the UK and, you know, he was an actor before he was a chat show host. You know, I remember first seeing him on Father Ted and here he's playing a version of himself and he's basically being Graham Norton and he's doing it well. It, it was good <laughs> and familiar
1: to see him here. Yeah, he's just being a douche, and and yeah, I think he's just never embracing means, the fact yeah, that it was you know chaos. What?
0: You're saying is, but that's, what he, that's what he does. That's what he does. Yeah, but that's is, his n- thing. But the, yeah, but his thing is never mean spirit. So you oh, no, can of do it. It can be snarky, and yeah. So I, I like Siemens, It's things. all in good, it's good. good uh, but you know India. what? Do you know what's not? I don't think is in good fun. It's kind of confusing, really. The how Lars treats the Americans. <laughs> because he's not Canadian, is he? Will Ferrell is American. I just feel like his hatred towards the Americans were just unfounded. Like he just and he kept it going throughout the whole movie. Even at the end, when they're happy to go and see him and
1: visit him, and he's just awful to him again. Or awful to well, them. They, I mean, that's, uh, that's the whole joke. It's like with the, with the American tourists, it's like he's trying to... I mean, I guess the initial, the meta joke is the fact that we've got this American guy picking on these American people. That's the joke, right? That's the joke that we get. But at the same time, you get, so really in the movie, you've got this Icelandic guy bagging on these American tourists and the tourists are like, is he being mean to us or is he trying to help? And they genuinely think he's trying to help them later on when you know he's he's doing it again and it's like it's the same thing like they're just loving it they're thinking he's being really friendly and you know he's just like oh you know like they're poking fun but it means he all loves us and i think a little part of him does like he's like no really we we hate you please leave please don't ever come back and they're just laughing because they're like you know oh that's just how he that's just how he is around us like you know we're we're really good friends that's I don't know, that's the joke that's the joke
0: why you had. Are- you really enjoyed this movie, it sounds like. I'm, 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 pleasantly,
1: gonna... I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm pleasantly surprised myself. My track record with Netflix. With like... these Netflix movies, people do watch them. There's a guy at my work, and it came up to me
0: on Monday. Now, keep in mind, this was released on a Friday. Not only did he watch it and like it, he'd seen it twice. I want to watch it again. Yeah, I'll do I it. Could, I could watch it again. You know, I've watched the opening Volcano Man multiple times. I'm Weird. really <laughs> surprised about how, how much of an impact this movie has made on me. Because At first, I'm like, you know what? 90 minutes, let's get it done. Friday night. And then I'm like, oh, no. It's two hours. It's like two hours. Yeah. Is that too long? But I thought, based on the trailer, you've usually got a good idea. That looks like a 90-minute movie. That's 120. But I, it didn't feel too long. And it was still, no, not at all. It, it was, this movie was a very pleasant surprise. And I think and, and we should, on officially top of it all.
1: It. Yes, okay. <laughs> um, Yeah, look, it, it, I'm not going to go nuts with it and be like, it's the greatest movie ever. Like, it, it's not, it's not. There's still, you know, there's moments where it drags and moments where it does become a little bit too silly and all that, where, you know, maybe they could have pulled back. And But do you know what, what they did and where they went with it um, you know, like it goes as crazy as, hey, suddenly there there are elves and they just threw a knife into that guy's back. But we're not gonna talk about that anymore. We're just gonna move on. That's this movie. Um like this the performances and the singing and all that, like, they're really great. Like this really is like you said, it, a love letter to Eurovision. This is a true celebration of of that. Completely pleasantly surprised, I thought I was getting into something completely different, and what I got was Just a real, real genuinely heartfelt good time with incredible laughs that almost killed me, I think. Like I was genuinely almost dead, I think. I might have died and come back. Something weird happened. This could be the best Netflix original (laughs) film. Maybe not. I don't know. I don't know. But there hasn't been that great, and I mean actual original, like, only available on Netflix, never released anywhere else. Here it is. Um, I'm going four out of five. Wow. Four out of nice. five.
0: Before I give my rating, game over, man. For me, yeah. that's the best Netflix original
1: movie. I know and you strongly I think it's like my worst. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so hated it. The worst one. I loved it. Great movie. Never again. Holy crap, that was so bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: But no, yeah, this yeah, this is a Netflix original film, and and it's it's very funny, and uh, there's some some things happen in this, and they can appear larger than life, but then when you look into it, like you know the bit where he's in the hamster wheel, and he goes yep. crazy, based on true events, it legit oh, happened. Well, on Eurovision?
1: Really? It's no. something
0: that happened. A lot of what, what happens in this movie. Is
1: said to be based on things that have really happened. Whoa. Do they have that? That cr- like? Do they just break out into that epic group song at parties? When, um, when I've I never did. attended one, but maybe. <laughs> but, <laughs> <you seen>
0: things <laughs> let's just stage? assume. Let's assume yeah, they do. That's <laughs> seems right. Okay. I um I recognise a couple of them. I, again, I don't watch it, but when uh, the UK have taken part, you know, I've seen bits of it. Yeah, th- this movie caught me by surprise. And I do like Will Ferrell, but even after seeing or hearing a little bit out of it, I wasn't too into it. And then the trailer looked pretty funny. And this movie, it was just such a good time. I had a really, really good time with it. And again, not being a fan of musicals, but the songs in this, they they are good songs. I'm not gonna come quite as high as you, but I'm gonna come in at a 3.5, which is a very good score. And yes, I could gladly watch this again. It's it's an entertaining it's an entertaining movie. I'm gonna say predictable. But I didn't quite pick the bad guy blowing up people. <laughs> <laughs> but you kinda as you said at the beginning, you know where it's going. You
1: know they're gonna end up together. But the journey I mean, is just so much fun. I mean, I know they're gonna they're gonna end up together, but I mean there were a few twists and turns that I was like, oh, okay, this is happening now, and you know what what happens next and you know, you'd think typically a cliche ending would be that they win. But, I mean, they don't. I mean, they have a, they put on a hell good show. You know that they're going to put on a hell good show. But I didn't know that, you know, they wouldn't win or they'd be disqualified because they changed their song, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, there were still things that I was like, okay, cool. This is happening now. And I couldn't write the end of this movie. I was, no, I'm but like, I'm, I'm,
0: yeah, I'm talking about Will They Won't like. I'm talking yeah, no, of, of course, Will They do. Won't course. Course. You know, You know oh. where that's going. Okay, as always, we like to close out on a little bit of trivia. Uh, I was curious watching it. Brosnan, as Farrell's dad, I'm like, well, what's the age difference there? And could Brosnan really be old enough? Well, it turns out, 13 years. That's the age difference. He could be old enough.
1: Well, to depending, say it works.
0: you know, where you're from. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> so 13 years of age. That's the age difference. Uh, Will Ferrell and Rachel McAdams have worked together before. They were in Wedding Crashes. didn't actually share any scenes together, but they were in that movie. That's it for our review of Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts, and please
1: leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We're on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as Podcast. We also have our companion shows, Rewind and Review, and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. And all our episodes can be found on our website, ThatFilmShootPodcast.com. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of Scoob. Sounds Like Comics have an episode looking at The Mask of Zorro from 1998, and Rewind and Review went back 20 years to relive Chicken Run. You've been listening to Luke and Jason,
0: the guys from that film shoot. See you soon.
1: Yes, Will (laughs) Ferrell is American. Okay, good. There you go. Like everyone in Hollywood, (laughs) born and bred in California. No diversity whatsoever. It's great.